Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. My name is Chris, and with me as ever, I've got Emma. Hi. But we've got no Mark, so it's just you and me today. How you doing? Good, thank good, you. Good, good, good. Right, we should be talking about the Champions League. Uh, we should be talking about the Championship. Uh, and we should be talking about this week's Premier League predictions and the League Cup, plus some other bits and bobs. It's been a fiery on week uh, around... The world of football, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But first of all, Tuesday night, you were at Portsmouth, weren't you? I was indeed. And how did that go for you? Um, a good result in the end. Obviously, Pompey went into the game having won 6-2 at Cambridge on the weekend. So expectations were high. And they in the first half, they were just standard. How they've been all season, there was just nothing. They were awful. Um. Which and I think everyone was turning around to each other and asking how awful were Cambridge if we managed to put six past them. But in the second half, they showed a bit more character. And it seemed like for about a few minutes after the second goal went in, sort of heads dropped. And I don't know what was said or, you know, what sort of... Nothing obvious really happened. But all of a sudden, they just wanted it. And he made a couple... He made a couple really attacking substitutions. And obviously, they paid off. We... we- was that um, different for him? Is it? Did you not normally make sort of bold changes like that? Um, he started to play with a different formation. He's um, he is playing with a more attacking formation now, but he just made the sort of he made the substitutions that you know it was all attackers and it did feel like our midfield was a bit empty, but it obviously paid off because the first goal was scored by one of the subs, and then um. Two in three minutes for Ryan Taylor. I don't. Think, I can't even remember the last time a Portsmouth striker managed to score two goals in three minutes. But it was. And done. you're now up to the dizzy heights of where? Uh, I want to say 16, but I don't really look at the table because we're not. I mean, a few people, including my other half, are getting rather excited, thinking that we might make the playoffs. But I cannot see that. I don't think I'd want it. I don't think we've, you know, I know when it comes to the end of the season, the team with momentum tend to be the ones that do well. Mm. But I can't, I can't see it really. No, are you? 13, we are. You'd be happy with that at the end of the season. I would, definitely. It's something to build on for next season. I think if we went up this season, it would feel a bit sort of, as much as now they're playing well, they haven't been playing well all season. And if you do that against League One teams, you'll get thrashed every yeah. week. Rather than, I mean, we've not been losing horrifically in League Two. Mm. So I'd rather sort of go in with a more stable base of having been up there all season and, you know, mm. 
rather than a whim. Fair enough. Right, less importantly, uh, on Tuesday night was Manchester City Barcelona. Um, Barcelona went 2 0 up through you know who. <laughs> the mistake City fans made was booing him because you just know he loves stuff like that, don't you? It's Luis Suarez that scored two goals for Aguero, pulled one back, and maybe quite importantly, um, Lionel Messi missed a penalty. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He hit it low to Joe Hart's left. Joe Hart saved it, bounced straight back out to Messi, who with a diving header, uh, an open goal, because Hart was lying on his arse, um, missed. That is surprising. (laughs) Especially to miss the rebound as well. I've seen him miss a few penalties, but always managed to get the rebounds. Um, Suarez said the English press are bitter towards him because of what he did at the World Cup to England. I think the English press have many issues with Suarez. <laughs> I think that is just one on a long list. Uh, Red Carpet Girl Cliche, he says that um, the referee was favouring Barcelona uh, before he picked his toys up and put them back in the pram. Um, second goal was wonderful. A messy run from midfield, ball out to the left, cross comes in, maybe company a bit out of position, and then Suarez sort of taps it in. But they looked a real class above Barcelona did. I think it's sort of no one no one is expecting anything of Man City and maybe that's why they're sort of they're not they always have this sort of thing in Europe anyway they whether you would mm. hope but especially coming up against Barcelona yeah do you um, oh for fuck's sake what we, <laughs> we record this on Thursday night so Liverpool are um, having a penalty <laughs> shootout <laughs> guess who's missed for Liverpool who Lovren Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! Uh, oh well, that there you go. Concentrate in the league now, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> God's sakes! Um, sec- yeah, second leg. Do you hold out any hope for them? No, no I don't really either. <laughs> They've got to score two, haven't they? And hope the Barcelona don't score at all. Yeah, I can't see that. No. no. Uh, Mascarano was brilliant again. He's, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him play a bad game either for Liverpool or Barcelona. I'm probably putting my foot completely in it there because I don't watch an awful lot of Barcelona, but he does. It just, <laughs> just seems an un, completely unflappable. Um, Juventus two Dortmund one was the other game on Tuesday. Uh, it was Carlos Tevez scored. Um, Weidmann saved it, but he sort of palmed it straight into Tevez's path. It was about a yard out. He just tapped it in. Um, and he had a, for some reason he got a dummy out and stuck that in his mouth. Um, and celebrated, and then Morata and then Royce scored for um, for Dortmund. For Morata scored for for Juve and won it. Few errors in this one. Cellini slipped for Marco Royce to score. Um, Juve unbeaten in forty-seven home games, but 47. forty-seven home games. Um, and despite that, Dortmund had more possession and more shots on um, on goal. What do you see happening in the second half, second leg? I don't know with this one because Dortmund, they're getting better in the league, aren't they? They had that terrible run. They're getting a little bit better. Um, but Juve does seem imperious in Serie A. But in the league, um, in the Champions League, they didn't qualify brilliantly, I don't think, out of that group. I don't know. I can still see Dortmund doing it. But they got the away goal, haven't they? 
Yeah, I would go for Dortmund. I think so as well. Which is a shame because I do like Juve. They're always my Italian team of choice. Uh, when Channel 4 <laughs> had the um, uh, Gazette of Football Italia because of Zidane and Nedved and all those people. So I hope they do it. Wednesday, Arsenal, uh, of course, had the easiest draw in the entire um, Champions League, didn't they? So everybody said. And so they thought. So they thought, yeah. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe Arsenal thought that as well. I think, I know that um, uh, Wenger came out in his uh, pre-match conference, didn't he, saying that easy should be a word. Was it easy should be a word that should be banned about football? And so I think maybe it had, you know, it'd been going around, certainly around the fans and maybe it had been going around the dressing room as Mm. well. It did look a bit like that. It did look a bit like they thought maybe if they just show up, it'll be enough. Well, there were funny goals they gave away. Um, Condogbia scored uh, Berbatov and then Ferreira Carrasco uh, and Oxlade-Chamberlain scored for Arsenal. But the first goal was a shot from far out in which Mertesacker turned round, didn't he? Um, and of course deflected the ball away and then the second goal God knows where the Arsenal defence was but Berbatov seemed to have the freedom of the Emirates didn't he? He certainly he did Ran and ran and ran He's like Forrest Gump wasn't he? Um, <laughs> and the same for the third goal again he had the freedom of the right hand side didn't he? He just I think yeah he just I don't know what was wrong well there's a there was um Headlines today saying that Arsenal was suicidal in defence, and I think that was about about summed it up really. I think so. How many touches do you think uh, Berbatov had in the penalty area for Monaco? I would not. I would not know. <laughs> he scored. <laughs> uh, Giroud had six touches. And um, Giroud had that. I mean, he had a few. Awful misses, but he had that one horrific miss just before he was substituted. That was terrible. That landed in my garden. Which, <laughs> which I think summed up his evening really, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was not his best evening. Piers Morgan was doing his nut on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is one to bear in mind for later on for your predictions, by the way. Daniel Sturridge uh, has seen seen hobbling and limping. Um, bearing in mind, I played an extra half an hour. We've got Manchester City at the weekend. Ooh. Yeah, keep that in mind. Um. On Wednesday, we had Leverkusen 1, Atletico Madrid 0. Uh, Cal Hanoglu, I think is how you pronounce it. He scored a rather nifty little goal. A couple of back heels in the area, and then he sort of rifled it into the roof of the net. That was the first goal they conceded in six games, Champions League games for Madrid. It sounded like a game that they couldn't really be. It wasn't. The most exciting game of football, potentially. I don't think so. Um, Leverkusen had 66% possession, so you'd hope they would have scored maybe one or two more. I think maybe they might rue the fact they didn't score a few more when they get to um, the way they return leg. Mm. Words exchanged between the coaches as well. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, Mono Burgo, uh, he had a few words. I think he was the guy that told Mourinho that. Um, do you remember Mourinho? Uh, he had a little tete-a-tete with Villanova, didn't he? And poked him in the eye when he wasn't looking. Yeah. And then a few <laughs> weeks later, he had this with. Um, he's a big lad, isn't he? Bo- My Spanish is terrible. Borgas or Burgo? He's a big lad, isn't he? And he came over and um, <laughs> he said, "I'm not Tito. I ripped your damn head off." <laughs> Which kept Mourinho quiet, I think. <laughs> um. 
so what do you reckon out of that? I think we could be looking um, Barcelona, Dortmund, uh, Monaco, and I still think Atletico Madrid out of all those lot. What do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I can't see Arsenal. I think they will come back and they will give them a good enough game, but I don't. I can't see them scoring three goals out there. No, I can't either. So I don't think they're gonna be able to do it. Yeah. Um, so we could be left with just Chelsea's our representative if they beat PSG. Mm. Yeah, you sound about happy about that as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, into the championship. It was a big week in the championship, so midweek fixtures. Um, Forest beat Bournemouth 2-1, so it's back-to-back defeats now for uh, Bournemouth. They're down to fourth. Um, everybody else in the top seven, looking at this, I think won. So you've got Derby top on 65, Borough on 63, Ipswich on 60, Bournemouth are now on 59 uh, in fourth place, as are Norwich and Watford. And then you've got Brentford on 58 points. And... Ipswich and Norwich come up against each other on Sunday. The old farm derby. Mm. Um, yeah, derby unbeaten in seven as well. Norwich have won five in a row, apparently. I think they're the team to watch now. Yeah. I think, I mean, you and Mark predicted this about Bournemouth, didn't you? That although they're playing some good football, they would tail off towards the end. Yeah, I do feel very sorry for it because it's nice to see. I want either one of Bournemouth or Brentford to go up if I could choose. Because Eddie Howe has done... He obviously likes Bournemouth because he went up to Burnley. It didn't work out for him. He's come back. And yeah. He turned them all around. And, of course, they had all that points deductions all those years ago, didn't they? Yeah. I would like to see them. Have you? Do you feel the same about your neighbours? Yeah, I, I quite like Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, I just... I like Bournemouth as a footballing club because they just do... They just seem to do things the right way. They don't go and do potentially what a lot of their South Coast neighbours have done and spend money that they don't have. They work with what they've got. And I think Eddie Howe is just doing a really good job. Yeah. But I, with everyone else and the Premier League calibre amongst the other candidates to go up, I just don't think that they'll be able to compete. Do you think they'll do... I mean, I don't, he was probably too young to remember a Swindon, but they got promoted and then they let in 100 goals. And came straight back down. Well, Derby went up and they got 11 I, points, didn't they? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't remember Swindon, but for me, that's Derby. Derby went up and were just atrocious, weren't they, under Paul yeah. Jewell. And, yeah, I think if I think if Bournemouth went up, they would... <sighs> it's whether you want to see them go up and do really badly, but think, you know what, they're going to get £99 million out of this, so what does it really matter? I was going to say, if you're a Bournemouth fan, you'd take that, wouldn't you? I think they would because I think and try again because I mean the infrastructure of the club is just it's just not big enough. You know, the ground I know they had one new stand over the summer, but it's just not big enough. Nice. I think maybe that ninety if they went up and came back down, that ninety nine million could do a lot for helping them go up again in the future. Yeah, I mean I could see Derby and Borough um doing well if they got promoted. I'm yeah. not sure about the others though. Because you've got McCarthy with Ipswich, and he's never really done great in the Premier League, has he? No. Uh, Norwich manager, that's that Scottish guy, isn't he? I can't remember his name. He's done quite well, actually, isn't he? Won five in a row. Then you've got Jukanovic at Watford, and then you've got Warburton, who's leaving at the end of the season at Brentford. 
Brentford is a funny. I it's a funny situation that now we know we discussed it last week, but whether playoffs and potentially victory in the playoffs would change decisions, it's hard to be able to predict. Yeah, really. I mean it seems fairly amicable enough, doesn't it? Which is pretty good to see. Yeah. So, um, bottom of the championship, we've got Blackpool on twenty-two. Uh, Wigan on 25, Millwall 31 in the bottom three. And then you've got Rotherham fourth, bottom and 34. But you're saying the bottom four all play each other. Yes. So who, who plays got, who? Uh, you've got Blackpool and Wigan and Rotherham Millwall. You see, you kind of assumed that Blackpool are gone. Wigan on 25 points. They're nine points away from safety. If you think if Wigan don't win that, then that's them gone really, isn't it? As well. I would say so. They lost 1-0 to Cardiff in the week. Cardiff board refused to attend the match because of all the shenanigans that have happened. Can't blame them at no. all. It says something when Vincent Tan's got the moral high ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Certainly yeah. does. You've got Millwall on points. They lost 3-1 to um, Sheffield Wednesday uh, at home. Um Rotherham lost 3-0 to Watford. And you got Fulham, who's still not out of it themselves. They lost 3-0 to Fulham uh, to Wolves. And Bolton, of course. They they lost three in a row. Um, they lost to Middlesbrough. I would... I would have thought it's between the bottom four now. Yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of assume Blackpool and Wigan are gone. I think it's one of Rotherham or Millwall. I just, yeah... Millwall sort of been hanging around there for a while now, though, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They have, haven't they? <laughs> Maybe it's about time. Yeah, rather than Steve Evans, though, isn't he? I'm not a big fan of his. No, but he... They got promoted last season, didn't they? They did. I suppose you kind of want promoted teams to stay up a bit, don't you? Give it a yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why not? Uh, in other news, um, Dunkin' Donuts, have you seen this? They've had to apologise to Liverpool. No. Um, they tweeted um, they're an official sponsor of Liverpool uh, and they tweeted up a mocked up picture of the Liverpool club badge um, so you've got little donuts and all this sort of thing across it the only problem is is they used two milkshakes instead of the Hillsborough Flames which has offended people in Liverpool uh, so they've had to come out and issue an apology um, Serbian footballer Zarko Idovicic uh, has... you right? Yeah. Making noises. <laughs> Quiet at the back. Uh, Serbian footballer Zarko Udovicic has had to leave um, club Novi Pazar after being threatened with a gun after missing a penalty in um, in a match, which is rather extreme. It's a good job they didn't have to Liverpool tonight. Um, he tried a penenka and got it completely wrong and it cleared the top of the crossbar. Um, two days later in training, fans burst into the training ground and threatened him with a gun. Um, the Serbian FA have yet to take action. Which I can't, I can't really blame them for, to be honest. They might come after them with a gun. It doesn't, um, doesn't fill you with hope for Serbian football, does No, it, it doesn't really at all, no. Because... <laughs> uh, it's funny, because, I mean, we just... We assume that we're so passionate and we, you know, such great fans in England. And then you hear stories like that and you just sort of, I mean, what have you got in the press in England at the moment that some Charlton fans broke into their ground and had sex on their pitch and that's about as far as it goes. Did they? Have you not heard this no. story? Char- yeah, Charlton are investigating a video that was uploaded to the internet 
that shows two fans recreate procreating on their pitch. Any particular part of the pitch? Um, I haven't watched the video, I'm Have afraid. You not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I but it's a bit of a contrast to what's happening in Serbia. The lovers, not fighters. <laughs> uh, Fabio Cannavaro has been sentenced to 10 months in prison. Um, he's in a bit of trouble anyway. Last October, uh, for tax evasion, the authorities seized a million euros of goods and his 180,000 euro yacht. Um, he's been sentenced to 10 months of prison, though, for uh, he's had his one of his properties. Um, confiscated by state authorities for abuse of building regulations but him his brother um and his wife broke into the property and went swimming and that's what he's been sentenced to yeah going swimming (laughs) surely you would know that you would maybe you shouldn't have done maybe he thinks i'm fabio cannavaro what can they do to me exactly yeah i wonder if it was his was it paolo cannavaro his brother Played for Palmer as well. I'm not sure. Um, the FIFA World Cup in Qatar 2022 will be in the winter, and the final we played on the 23rd of December. Lots of people are up in arms about this. What do you reckon? We've done this to death a little bit, haven't we? But how do you? It it will just be. I mean, it's it's stupid, but it sums up FIFA, doesn't it? And I think I sort of I was talking to my friend about it the other day, and it's whether um, the FA or the Football League, whoever it is, suspends the League Cup for the year, maybe, which would sort of produce a few more, so you can play a few more Tuesdays, have a few less fixture backlogs. I don't know what they can do. It's only one season. But it's not brilliant, is it? I suppose South American clubs get this, don't they? Or Southern Hemisphere clubs get this whenever there's a World Cup. Yeah. But a lot of the best players are based in Europe, I suppose. It's only going to happen once, though, isn't it? Yeah, I would have thought yeah. so. Let's not go. Well, I'll go with it. Um, and the Greek League, you've mentioned this, didn't you? It's been suspended. What's happened here? Well, after our chosen fixture last week, there was just um, violence amongst fans and amongst um, club officials as well. This is Panathinaikos Olympiakos, which I got yeah. right in the prediction. And the Greek League, I think I read, had done it three times so far. Uh, the Greek uh, government had suspended football three times so far this season. This is the third time, is it? But I think so, yeah. It, it, was, it was indefinite, but now it's down, just down to a week now, isn't it? And then what does a week do? Unless there's like... It just seems a bit odd. Why? But then, again, it's different cultures. I can't imagine David Cameron standing up and saying, right, Premier League's not going to go ahead this week. No. Well, yeah, it's um, what you, like you were saying earlier on about our fans versus you know other people's fans. You go to places in Europe; these these derby matches, and the same for the Belgrade derby as well, and Moscow derbies as well. Our games are absolutely nothing on these. The pyrotechnics they have, the way the games are played, the um, confrontations between the fans as well. It's absolutely nothing compared to what goes on in these games. But it's good fun to watch. <laughs> as long as you're hundreds of miles yeah, away. Yeah, as long as you're watching it on your TV from a great distance away, it's great fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, now we come to our part of the podcast, which is our Premier League predictions. Uh, each week we predict a... Um, we go through the forthcoming Premier League predictions and we predict uh, whether it be a win, a loss or a draw for a particular team. And we'll just discuss the fixtures as well. Um, 
One particular fixture we will always look out for uh, in and around Europe, whereby we have to get the correct score. Uh, if we get the correct score, we get double points, like I did last week. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, it was 2-1, Panathinaikos, I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. At the moment, uh, I am on 90... The fat lot of use it did me, though. I think I've lost ground on the pair of you. I'm on 93 correct predictions at the minute. Um, Mark's on 98, but you are still in the lead. You're on 99. I can't, I've been for weeks. I've just been one point ahead. I don't seem to make any ground. No, you seem to be fending him off. <laughs> so you're going to be first to raise your bat as you go over the um, the century mark, if you get any right this week. Uh, so we do the double points one first, shall we? So we talk about the League Cup for a minute. Yes. Should we do that? This is Chelsea versus Spurs. This is a replay of the 2008 final. Do you remember this? 2008. Yeah, I was worrying about the FA Cup that year. Oh, you were, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, how times have changed. Um, this is replayed in 2008. It's uh, Juan de Ramos when he was the manager of Spurs. Uh, that was their only trophy. Um, Dropper scored for Chelsea and then Berbatov and Jonathan Woodgate scored in extra time. This is the game where Peter Chet punched the ball clear straight into Jonathan Woodgate's face and it went into the goal. I do, yeah, vaguely remember yeah. that. Yeah. amongst your... Who did you beat in the final that year? Was it Cardiff? Yeah. Okay, so we're in amongst all that. You remember this? Anything? I don't. Sorry. I don't think it'll be a replay this year, though. You don't think it'll go to extra time? No. Well, Mark has predicted for this one. He's predicted um, something. Uh, he's predicted two-two, and then Chelsea win on penalties. <laughs> I am going to go. 2-0 Chelsea. You're going to go 2-0 for Chelsea. Uh, no Matic for Chelsea. Of course, he's suspended, isn't he? And don't forget there's that campaign against Chelsea. <laughs> for years I've been saying this about Portsmouth, but no one takes my claim seriously. <laughs> Look at the answer. <laughs> the FA have got nothing better to do than have a campaign against Portsmouth. Exactly. Um, I feel Mourinho's pain, I understand. Yeah. I worked with a Leeds fan who was convinced that the FA have got a um, a campaign against Leeds. And I said, well, what's this come why, Where? Why is that then? And he said, Don Revy. He thinks this thing goes back to the 1970s. I think everyone has a campaign against Leeds, though. But you think something is disorganised and pathetically ran as the FA. You think they'd be able to organise some slick marketing campaign against the club? No. The goals on Sunday was fun last week, wasn't it? <laughs> I think, I think referee. I don't think. Ref, I don't think Chelsea. I think he just. It's all part of Mourinho's mind game, it isn't is. it? I think so. Um, just because you're paranoid though doesn't mean that I'd have to get you. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go two-one Chelsea. Okay. Right now's. The- point to realise I've forgotten to write down Mark's scores that he's emailed me for the rest of the fixtures Uh, so what I have got my seven year old daughter has actually filled in some scores so um, we can see what she says so first of all the early kickoff is West Ham versus Crystal Palace that's the early kickoff this week no Andy Carroll or Carton Cole Um, 
or and there's no Fraser Campbell, Shamak or Sonogo for Palace. They've all got hamstrings, oddly enough. Uh, three wins in six for Palace in the league. I still think I'm going to go for West Ham. You're still going to go for West Ham, are you? Yeah. Did you see um, Carton Cole and his tweet? No. Um, somebody tweeted him saying, have you realised, have you ever noticed, Carton, that whenever you're lying injured, nobody bothers kicking the ball out of play for you? None of your teammates <laughs> kick the ball out of play for you. <laughs> and he replied telling him to F off. <laughs> so you're going to go for West Ham that's what my daughter's gone for as well um, I think I'm going to go for I mean Palace have done alright under party haven't they they have but I think well West Ham been quite a decent side this West year West Ham 39 points uh, Palace in 13th on 27 so yeah they're okay I'm going to go for Palace though uh, Palace sorry West Ham like you said that must be crazy to go to Crystal Palace. <laughs> uh, Burnley versus Swansea is the next one. Do you want to start? Go on. If Swansea win this match, they'll get to 40 points quicker than any time since they've been promoted to the Premier League. <laughs> Good old Swansea. They've done all right, haven't they? They have, but... Burnley aren't doing too badly themselves now, are they? No, they got they? that draw with Chelsea, didn't they? And um, they seem to be triers, but strugglers as well, don't they? Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go for a draw. You're going to go for a draw, are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, they've won one out of their last ten, Burnley have. The Swansea have only won two out of their last eleven away. So maybe you're right going for a draw. I don't think there's a lot to pick between them at the moment. No, I don't think so. I, th- I mean, I know they beat United last week, but I still kind of think they're getting over Bonnie leading. Um, speaking of United, they got playing Sunderland. Robbie Van Persie likes playing against Sunderland. He scored six in five home games for Arsenal and United against Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for United. Although... <laughs> Sunderland won this fixture last season. Sunderland are not doing great, though, are they? And I think um, support for Gus has certainly diminished over the last few weeks. Who do you think's the more bonkers, Van Gaal or Poirier? Poirier. Yeah. He's not got his knob out in the dressing room. <laughs> He's not done that yet. No, there's always time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. As much as we, I mean, where are United now? United are on 47 points, aren't they? Um, one ahead of Southampton, so United are in fourth. Sunderland are in 16th. They're only three points out of the rele- relegation zone, aren't they? And they must be down there for a reason. So I'm going to go for um, United. You said United, didn't you? Yeah. I'm going to go for United as well. Not Sunderland, like my seven-year-old said. So, well, she wants me to use these. I said, yes, of course I will, but she never listens, so she'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of United, Oldham are looking for a new manager, and they've been linked with Paul Scholes, who's an Oldham fan. That could be interesting. Yeah. That's what I thought. 
didn't um, Skulls give them a lot of money in the past when they were really struggling at some point? Yes, he did. I mean, he's, a, he's an Oldham fan and his hero growing up was Andy Ritchie. And Ferguson said that the only team he'd ever sell Skulls to would be Oldham. Uh, probably in jest. But um, but yeah, I could, that would be quite good fun, wouldn't it? See him, I think that would, yeah. See him manage his hometown club. Because they've been a little bit mixed, haven't they? The um, the class of 92, and that's gone into management. Never was that coach, and it's not quite worked out. Uh, Giggs had a little go last year, didn't he? So it would be good to see. I mean, they've learnt under Ferguson for so long. Yeah, definitely. So that would be good. Um, Newcastle Villa. Now, Newcastle could be uh, could be with Jonas Gutierrez this year, uh, this, this Sunday. Sunday, Saturday. Um, back after testicular cancer, so it would be fantastic to see him back again. Definitely. They lost five nil though, didn't they last week? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only problem. I I don't know. I'd like to think that. I'd like to think Villa would win, so I would not like to see Villa go down. Yeah, your friend manages them. Oh yeah, forgot about that. No, that's still not. I quite still quite like would Villa. But, but yes, but no Vlar or Sissoko or Hutton. I, and I think Newcastle are going to have a point to prove, aren't they? They will. To their own fans. And would you like a, another stat? How go many on. points have Villa got in their last six matches? Oh God! Did they win last week? I can't remember. None. No. They none have none. Is the answer? Well, they've scored a goal, so that's good stats according to Tim Sherwood. Oh really? <laughs> He's managed one and they've scored one, so that's good stats. That's a, that's good for. He Sherwood. must be, I think, one of the most positive men you could come across. Or he's, imagine, he'd just be cheering you on the whole time, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would be good. Uh, I don't think they're going to get anything out of this week. So you're going to go with Newc- uh, Newcastle? Yeah. Okie dokie. I'm going to go with a draw. Because Newcastle have only won one out of the last six. And I don't think John Carver's the Messiah at all. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't seem to be whatsoever. Um, Stoke Hull. Back-to-back wins for Hull. They're on the up. They are the dizzy heights of 15th now. I think I'm going to go for Stoke, though. Yeah. Yeah, at home. They sco- Sorry. Home. No, I was going to say, they scored a 90th-minute goal in three out of their last four Premier League games of Stoke. <laughs> Maybe they'll get. No, I, yeah, no, I think Stoke will. I think at home they'll just just be able to edge Hull out. I don't think Hull will have too much. No, I'm going to be the same. I think. I mean, they've still got no Bojan and no Shawcross, but Stoke at home are quite a prospect, aren't they? Um, but West Brom versus Southampton is next. Would you like another stat? Yes. I'm stat crazy today. <laughs> <laughs> West Brom are, are the 
highest scorers in the league for scoring goals from corners. But Southampton have conceded the fewest goals from corners in the league. Does that help you whatsoever? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Southampton haven't really been scoring, have they? No, they've lost two at the last four. Um, West Brom have lost one in six and kept four clean sheets in the last six. Yeah, they're, they're definitely having a resurgence. I'm going to go for a home win. You're going to go for West Brom, are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they've got Schneiderlin back, haven't they, Southampton? I kind of, I, I'm kind of half thinking about predicting them to win more out of the fact that I want them to win rather than the fact that I think they will. <laughs> because it would be nice. To, I know that it's not exactly one for you, but it would be nice to get someone different than the usual lot in the top four come the end of the season. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that. But of all the people for it to be, <laughs> of all the 91 <laughs> other teams it could have been, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I would like them to... Um, and they got the best defence in the league. Well, they did did do certainly up until last weekend. I'm going to go for Southampton. Uh, Liverpool-Manchester City. So Liverpool gone to extra time, lose a penalty shootout on a Thursday night. They play on Sunday against uh, a Manchester City team that lost at home to Barcelona. So these are two teams on a downer, isn't it? Liverpool have won five out of their last six in the league and unbeaten in ten. Of course, this was the 3-2 last season. Do you remember this? This yes. was about April time, wasn't it? Liverpool were... Um, this was their sort of moment of destiny where they were 2-0 up, came back to 2-2 and then won 3-2. And Gerard said, this does not slip. I just think with the more time Man City will have had to prepare for it... I'm- would go for Man City. Yeah, I mean, you've got the travelling back from Turkey, haven't you? I mean, he's got you travel back overnight. You're not going to train tomorrow. You're going to train Saturday, I suppose, aren't you? It doesn't give you an awful lot of time to um, to get over that game. Yeah, and it's it's the mentality of it as yeah, well. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, but City haven't won there in 11 trips to Anfield. No, I still think City. Yeah. Interestingly, tonight Skirtle was captain in the team, so obviously Gerrard's injured, but I'm not sure what's happened to Henderson, so maybe he's injured as well. I'm not too sure. Um, and the final one of the weekend is Arsenal-Everton. Um, Everton were doing okay earlier on, weren't they, against young boys? They were 3-1 last time I looked. Yeah. So they're doing okay. They could probably... I think it's a hard, really hard game to predict because obviously Everton being on such a high going into it compared to Arsenal being on such a low, mm. whether Arsenal will be the thing where you've got, you know, again, proved to their fans. Arsenal won five out of six in the league recently, but they haven't beat Everton in five. I am edging towards Arsenal. But would you like? But I don't think it'll be an easy game. For would them. you like? But then hopefully Wenger would have sort of fired them up that there are no easy games. Well, yeah, you would have hoped after the event the other day. Would you like another stat? Go on. Arsenal have dropped 14 points from winning positions this season. Everton have dropped 17. 
doesn't surprise me with either of them. No. But I still just think, and again, it's the it's only one more day, isn't it? But it's more time to prepare again. Do you think all that makes a big difference? I mean, I, I can understand Liverpool and Man City because Man City played on Tuesday, didn't they? And Liverpool have, you know, it's Thursday night. It's probably a couple of hours ahead over the in Turkey where they played. But I mean, Everton at home, Arsenal at home. It's only a day later, isn't it? Does that make a big difference? I think it's. I think it's just the mentality of it, isn't it? If it's another, you know, another game in front of, especially for the Arsenal players, there was their goals came from individual, really individual mistakes. So it's how those players and both of them, uh, Mertesacker and, um, what was say Chamberlain had a lot to do with third goal. So it's how they pick themselves up and recover. I suppose in some ways, if it's self-inflicted, it's a bit easier because you know what not to do. And I suppose the rest of you are, or the rest of the team are secretly blaming you and are not too worried about their own performances. Maybe. Yeah, at least it wasn't me that did that. Yeah. <laughs> God, there must be loads of that in football. <laughs> uh, so you're going to, you're edging towards Arsenal in this one, are you? Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, I mean, Everton is 7-2 up on aggregate at the moment. I've got a feeling that Everton are safe in the Premier League and Martinez is prioritising the Europa League. Which I think would be quite exciting for Everton. Oh, I think so. I mean, of course, the winners get a Champions League place, don't they? Yeah. So. It's only a, it's a, is it a proper place or is it a qualifying place? I don't know, actually. Hopefully a proper place. That'd be ironic, wouldn't it, if they finished lower down the league than Liverpool but still get in the Champions League? <laughs> <laughs> um, having said that, I'm going to go for Arsenal as well, I think. If only so they can silence Piers Morgan. Okay, uh, right, well, we'll see how they get on um, over the weekend when Ross and the guys uh, review it all. Anything else you want to mention or talk about or natter about? No, I don't think You're so. You're all done, all good in the hood, yeah? Are you yep. off any games this weekend? Um, from here at home to Oxford, so I might go there. Where Oxford? Um, where, sorry, I was going to say, where are Oxford in the league? Um... They're just above Pompey and Portsmouth's net, like really the remaining fixtures for Portsmouth are all people that are above them now. So it is a case of their destiny is in their own hands now. But I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not too optimistic about it at all. No? It's only been two games. I've seen a lot of rubbish this season compared to the two. Well, I didn't go to Cambridge, so compared to the one game I've seen that was good. Mm. I'm not going to get my hopes up yet. Well, where are you? Okay. You're nine points <laughs> off the playoffs and 11 points off relegation. That's all right. You'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm absolutely not worried about... Well, that's really big-headed to say. I'm not worried about relegation. No. Well, you're ahead of Oxford. You're about three four places ahead of them. Oh, I thought they were oh, oh, there you go. I still... It's, I don't know. It's all... It's all... It just still feels a bit like a make-believe scenario <laughs> at the moment. It's not 2008 anymore. No, it's, um... it's certainly not. Okay, so you're off there this weekend. So um, I hope you enjoy yourself just there. Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday to review what we have predicted. Um, if you like what you hear, you can uh, leave a five star review on iTunes if you wish. That helps us get our place at the charts. It gets you a little shout out on the show. Uh, so everybody's all happy with that. Um, if you want to 
uh, contribute to the site, the website. We're always looking for articles. You can contact Ross uh, through the website. I think it's ross at manonthepost.com. And you can pitch your articles to him. Um, manonthepost.com is the website. And at manonthepost is the Twitter account. Emma, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? At mwebs. You're at mwebs. Okay. And if you want to follow me, I am at C Armband. Um, we'll see how our previews get on over the weekend and um, download the show on Monday. So all that's to be said is always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs> <laughs>